When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a bomb. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la bonne. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero, it is the Sick Podcast, and it is sick. And here I am on this Wednesday, June 7. And thanks for joining us. We go live weeknights at 10 p.m. You're watching right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed on YouTube to our YouTube channel, subscribe now. Tell your friends about it. Uh, and once again, it is pretty sick. Tonight, we're going to talk about goaltending in the National Hockey League, and we're going to bring up several goalies' names one of which is going to be Samuel Montembeau of the Montreal Canadiens, and the other is going to be the name Carter Hart. And there will be others, of course, but the reason why we want to talk Carter Hart is because his name is out there. Of course, uh, big-time insider Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca and 32 Thoughts has told us on his podcast, going back to probably give or take around the 13th of March, that he thinks that Carter Hart is available. And over the last couple of days, his name has come up again. And some people have, uh, you know, talked about him and Montreal and that possibility. Do the Montreal Canadiens need a goalie like Carter Hart? How good is he? What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? What is his ceiling? Can he end up being a franchise goaltender in the National Hockey League? Well, you know, I'm going to be joined by someone who knows a thing or two about goaltending in about a minute or two, but not before I talk to you about the people that make this show happen. It's not only Sammy and Yellow behind the scenes and the great staff and the great team that is Sick Media, but it's also our partners, Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies, 
designation, it fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out energy's career page for available opportunities. Also brought to you in part by Playground, who have over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and Playground casino games, daily promotions, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. Also brought to you in part by these guys, La Bitta TV, brewed in Quebec, and a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature. And also brought to you in part by Murphy Clinic, where I get my laser hair removal done on my face, on my chest, under my arms, and uh, yesterday on my legs as well. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal Shop Angus and the other on the North Shore in Terban, and they're also opening soon in Quebec Cité. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. Without further ado, he is an elite goaltending coach. He has worked with some of the best goalies in the world. And the ones that he hasn't worked with, I would imagine they're going to be calling him soon because he ends up working with pretty much everyone when all is said and done. As a matter of fact, he had a chance to work with Montreal Canadiens' very own Carey Price for many years. Based out of Kelowna, BC, I believe. That's where he is right now. Eli Wilson. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Just thanks for having me on. Looking forward to uh, getting into it here with you guys. I I appreciate it. It's not the first time that you've been on, and it's not going to be the last. You and I, we go way back anytime uh, I need to ask questions about goaltending. I pick up the phone, or uh, I ask you to log on to a link the way we just did right now, because this is your thing. I know nothing when it comes to goalies. Nothing. So, uh, Eli, once again, how long have you been working with, uh, with hockey goalies? Um, over 20 years now. I think it's uh, this summer will be our our 20, 23rd year of hockey schools. Um, so quite a while now. Got to see a lot of kids from uh, from all over the world and see some of them uh, succeed and get to the best league in the world, which is uh, was great to see. That's pretty cool. And I mentioned before that you have worked with Kerry Price in the past. Yeah, I spent a lot of time working with Kerry over the years. What do you think of uh, his situation right now? It's just, it's, it's not good. Eh, Eli, it's uh, you can tell that, um, you know, down the stretch there a couple of years ago when they made it to that Stanley cup final, man, did he want that one badly, but you can tell that he was laboring and you could tell that uh, Shea Weber was laboring as well. And they haven't played since. Yeah, that was a pretty exciting uh, run for the Canadians and great to see those guys uh, elevate their game and play so well. I mean, obviously a little bit disappointing in the end um, for them, but you know, they had a they pushed it as hard as they could and had a had a, obviously a really good run there. Eli, you know, there were years where goaltending was prominent in the National Hockey League, right? Patrick Waugh won Stanley Cups. Marty Berdur won Stanley Cups. Dominic Kasich was the most dominant player in the game, you know, let alone goalie, uh, for a couple of years, and he almost looked unbeatable. And, uh, you know, there were some great performances in the playoffs. Tim Thomas stood on his head when the Boston Bruins won the Cup. Um, Jonathan Quick stood on his head when the Los Angeles Kings won the Cup. And as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning were, um, there was a year there that, um, or two that Vasilevsky was arguably their best player. 
but things have changed over the years. It's, you don't, don't always need the best goalie to, to win a cup. Sometimes you, you need to have the best one, two punch at center, or maybe uh, the deepest line of centers. And this year it's kind of weird what we've seen in the playoffs, right? We've seen goalies come out of nowhere. We've seen goalies who used to be the most dominant uh, goalie used to be the most dominant goalie in the world, carry his team for the first three rounds. I'm talking about Bobrovsky. We're seeing other goalies once again, who's coming out of nowhere and are in the final and Aiden Hill. We'll get to him in a second, but I'll start with Bobrovsky. What do you attribute his Renaissance to? And I know things haven't gone his way thus far, a couple of games in into the Stanley Cup final, but for the first three rounds, he was he looked like the Bobrovsky of old instead of looking like an old Bobrovsky. So have, has he made changes or did he just go back to his old self? What have you seen? I really think he went back to, to his old self and, and you, you saw that in the, in the first three rounds. And really, I don't know what the situation was totally in Florida for him, for him this year. Um, and, and I didn't, didn't watch too many of the games, obviously regular season games, but when I when I watched him play in the playoffs, he, he just he just looked so similar to the to the Bobrovsky that was in um, Columbus and the Bobrovsky that was working on a daily basis with Ian Clark to make his game elevate like that on a daily basis, which they they did as a team. Um, and a lot of people don't give Ian the credit. Um, as much as he should, what he did in Columbus with that the goalies and especially, especially Bobrovsky. But I, I really just see him going back to what he was before and being long and lengthy and moving across the net and making reads and all the things that he was doing when he was arguably one of the most dominant goalies in the game, definitely top three or four goalies in the game on a, uh, on a daily basis. Back when he was in Columbus, it all came back. Um, for him in the first few rounds of the playoffs this year, which is which is great to see, and obviously things haven't gone as well um, in the final, but we'll we'll see what happens going forward if he gets another shot at it here. Are Vegas doing something in particular to get to him, the way no other team has been able to get to him thus far in the playoffs? I just think they're a great team. They're a great team. They play as a team, and they you know in fact just are a great team. And they just keep pushing, but I don't think I don't see anything different that they're doing than <clears throat> they're probably just better than the teams that Florida has played in the past, and, and Florida hasn't answered the bell not only in that position but uh, quite a few of the other positions on the ice as well. You're right; they don't look like they have a solution. Uh, I, I'm going to go from from Bobrovsky to the other goalie that he's going up against, of course, in the Stanley Cup final, and that's Aiden Hill. Have you had a chance to work with him? I worked with Aiden Hill um, way back when he was young um, in Calgary um, before I before I went to Ottawa. So that would have been in the in the mid two thousands um, when he was just a little kid. And then um, when he was in junior, he came back to a couple of my camps, prospects camps too. So um, I've had a chance to work with him as a youngster and as a as a junior when he was playing in 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 Portland. Um, he's, he's a good goalie, um, tons of upside, tons of potential. And as you know, once in a while, you need the opportunity to open up for you a little bit so you can really show what you, you can do. And obviously to this point, um, in the playoffs, he's really showed, uh, you know, what his skill set is and what his abilities are to, you know, to jump in there and carry that team and, and, and answer the bell on a nightly basis with that team. 
But if I take a look at his age, he's 27 years old. He's played 114 games in the National Hockey League. This is not a uh, this is not a prototypical pathway you would think for a goalie who leads his team to the Stanley Cup final and is a couple of wins away from winning one. Um, as we go here, do you think that goalies are starting to hit their peak later than when they used to? Well, I think that recycled goalies have war wounds and scars that they can count on and move forward from and and count on that experience. And let's not forget um, the guidance and mentorship that, that Aiden Hill has in Las Vegas with Sean Burke. Um, Sean Burke did the same thing with Mike Smith. He did the same thing with Devin Dubnik. Um, he is arguably one of the best coaches, period, in my mind, in the game. And Aiden has him in his corner and, and has had him in his corner for quite some time. So that is something that hasn't been mentioned. And it's something that I think is very important. He saw all the talent in, in Aiden and, and really liked like the goaltender <clears throat> and has really been in his corner. So you can't take that away from uh, what Berkey's done there with Las Vegas. You know, you, you bring up a name that a lot of Montreal Canadiens fans are familiar with, of course, because, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Canadians have a goalie coach right now who is Eric Raymond, but, you know, prior to him, the goalie coach that they had was relieved of his duties in season and Mark Bergevin asked Sean Burke to take over and to work with Carey Price. And he worked with him down the stretch of that year, of course, that they made it to the Stanley Cup final. But uh, then he had a chance to move on. And so you hold you hold Sean Burke in that high regard, eh? I feel he's one of the best coaches that there is. Um, and, and I'm not just talking in, in goaltending. What he's been able to do with, with guys that, other people would have written off, um, have an eye for a talented player, bring him in, mentor him, help him out on technical, tactical, mental, emotional uh, side of the game and, and bring these guys to all-star abilities. And now we're seeing Stanley Cup finals, um, rejuvenate their careers. Um, I'm sure if you talk to Mike Smith, if he didn't meet Sean Burke, many of us would have never heard of Mike Smith. That's how valuable that coach is to that position on those teams. You know, you just brought up, we just talked about uh, Mike Smith. We just talked about Aiden Hill. And, um, and you know, I, I take a look at Mike Smith and I take a look at Aiden Hill, and I'm going to ask you about Akira Schmid in just a second who took the hockey world by storm as well. I mean, uh, what did he have? Uh, 33 NHL games under his belt. Uh, he played earlier this season for Utica in the American mm-hmm. Hockey League. And uh, he backstopped the New Jersey Devils to a you know first-round uh, victory over the New York Rangers. What do all these goalies have in common? Akira Schmid, Mike Smith that you talked about, Aiden Hill, 6'4", 6'5", all you know, very, very big goalies. Is that is that a key right there? Is that, is that is that just a big advantage right there? It's huge. Long and lanky goalies that can play with control 
They can leave structure when they need to, and they can gain structure when they have to. Um, can be very, very impactful on the game and on the position. All right. Um, talk to me about Akira Schmidt. Um, have you ever had a chance to work with him? I have not. Did he shock you by his performance in the playoffs? You know what? I, I think, and we talked about where goaltending's gone and where it's come from and where it is. You know, if you go back, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas years ago, there was very few guys that could really do the job. And I think now there's a lot of goaltenders that have reached the skill set and the ability to play in the NHL that aren't playing in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And, but they're not there for whatever reason. At one point in time, there was guys that weren't in the NHL that couldn't play in the NHL. Now there's guys that aren't in the NHL that given a chance to play in the NHL can play in the NHL and dominate the National Hockey League. So <clears throat> I'm not surprised by goaltenders that are coming from places where they don't have a ton of experience and being able to come in and become number one goalies or, you know, do things that are surprising to some people. It doesn't surprise me because I think the, the skill set, the ability of goalies globally is so high and there's so many of them that are so good that there's guys outside of the National Hockey League that can come in and play and dominate and become top-notch NHL goalies without a problem. Uh, Aiden Hill is a former third-round draft pick, 76th overall. Akira Schmid is a former fifth-round draft pick, 136 overall. If you worked for an NHL organization and you're at the draft table um, and they ask you, where do you think we should take a goalie? And I get it. It's all relative, right? If you think there's a phenom, you know, you'll take him early. I get that. But based on some of these examples of goalies drafted in later rounds who are coming off of great seasons, right? Schmid, a great playoff. Once again, fifth round pick. Aiden Hill, Stanley Cup <clears throat> final, a third round pick. Here in Montreal, Samuel Montembeau, a third round pick. And the list goes on and on. Would you say to the team, don't worry, we could wait. I, I think to pick a goaltender in the first round of the National Hockey League is a very tough decision for any organization um, to, to make. But I've seen goalies in the past where I would say that they're definitely a first-round pick. But you can find goalies um, later that have huge value 
um, that can go, you know, between the third and fifth round. And you can get definitely a, a starting National Hockey League goalie out of that far down in the draft. So the entire hockey world has been talking about for the last 24 hours or so, Carter Hart because his name was thrown out there once again by Elliot Friedman back in the 13th of March, I believe. And then his name was thrown out there in the last 24 hours or so, and now it's starting to snowball. Will the Philadelphia Flyers, who traded Ivan Provorov yesterday, will they trade their goalie Carter Hart? A goalie who a lot of people have held in very high regard, thought he had a very, very high ceiling just a couple of years ago. Uh, here's a goalie who was drafted in the second round back in 2016. He has five NHL seasons under his belt. He's 24 years old. He'll turn, he'll turn 25 in a couple of months. I'd love to get your opinion on Carter Hart's strengths and on his weaknesses. Well, he's got a ton of strength. He, pay, he plays with amazing structure. Um, his work ethic is second to none. His attention to detail is phenomenal. Um, he reads the game extremely well. And what I like about Carter Hart is that he's a student of the game and he's always adjusting and adapting and wants to get better every day and is getting better every day, in my opinion. He's learning and it's a working process for him to go through, but he's willing to put in the work and will willing to adapt and willing to make changes in his game, which, which he has. I just feel that if one, if I was going to have an opportunity to, to get in front of Carter and talk to him, his game, I would like to see him leave a little bit of leave structure a little bit earlier at times when he has to. And that is something that can be worked on and, and overcome. But I would think if there would be one thing that I'd work on, that would be what it would be. Here in Montreal, the Canadians have Samuel Montembeau used to be with the Florida Panthers organization. They put him on waivers. The Canadians picked him up a couple of years ago. When he played his first game with the Montreal Canadiens, I said to him, this, this guy's not a National Hockey League goaltender. But once again, like I told you, I know nothing about goaltending. And uh, so that's why we shouldn't be surprised that Samuel Montembeau had the best season of his NHL career, his young NHL career, as far as save percentage was concerned. He had a respectable goals against average considering he was playing on the fifth weakest team in the entire National Hockey League. His play and his character that he showed earned him an invitation to join Canada at the World Hockey Championships, a tournament that they started with three goalies that Andre Tourigny used, and down the stretch his guy was Samuel Montembeau, and they won gold. And Samuel Montembeau was arguably Canada's best player. Speaking of getting better, this kid gets better and better all the time. The big question in Montreal is, by the time the Canadians become a very good team, will he be a very good goaltender, game in, game out, for an entire season? I'm asking you. It's hard to say. When, when do the Montreal Canadiens expect to be a really good hockey team? So let's just say the Canadians right now who have Nick Suzuki under contract for the next seven years. They announced a couple of days ago that Cole Caulfield has been signed to a contract extension. He'll be with them for the next eight years. They're rebuilding, but they've identified some core players and some important pieces. Without <clears throat> being in that category of a Suzuki or a Caulfield, who are first-line players, 
if the Montreal Canadiens' future in goal was in the hands of Samuel Montembeau, <clears throat> how comfortable or not should Canadiens fans be? Let me ask you the question that way. I mean, I think, like you said, he's constantly getting better. He's improving all the time. Um, he showed this year what he can do in the National Hockey League with the limited experience that he has. He went to play for Team Canada. Like you said, they won gold. He was arguably their best player. He deserves an opportunity to do that again um, with the Montreal Canadiens. And then I think they could make an adjustment from there. But I, I do believe that he has an opportunity or the ability to be a number one goaltender in the National Hockey League as well. But as I've mentioned before, <clears throat> with these situations and these guys that need the support, they need someone in their corner to really help them. And these teams undervalue that position um, a lot. And, and, the, and, and I see it over and over again. But I think given an opportunity, um, I think he has the potential to um, you know, be a number one goaltender and push that team to where they need to go. All right. So he has the potential to be a number one goaltender. Carter Hart, who's rumored to Montreal by some, <clears throat> is he already a number one goaltender? Yes. What's his ceiling, in your opinion? Carter Hart, in my opinion, is an all-star goaltender in the National Hockey League. You put him up there he's, with the best. He's had he's had some ups and downs for sure, um, but he was he is and was very young while he was going through those. But with time, and I don't think a lot of time, time and guidance, uh, Carter Hart, in my opinion, is um, he is an NHL all-star along the same lines as, as, a, as a Stuart Skinner or these young guys that are roughly his age. Um, I feel that he is in that same category. You have Stuart Skinner in that category of NHL all-star goalies as well, do you? Yes. Wow, I'm surprised by that a little bit. Why? Well, he was an all-star this year, wasn't he? He was, yes. <laughs> some, you know, they fell a little short in the playoffs, and some would say, well, you know what? Uh, he struggled with consistency a little bit, but, I mean, that's that's part of the part of the job, right? We know that it takes a while for you to really hit your peak as a goaltender in National Hockey League. They say goalies develop at a later age than any other position, right? You know, both of these guys that we're talking about um, in, in, in Hart and Skinner were, you know, neck and neck all the way up through minor hockey and Western Hockey League and everything. These kids are still under the age of 25. Um, some goalies don't even get their start into the National Hockey League until they're 25. These guys have, these guys have got tons of games under their belt, so I think there's a ton of upside for both of those guys. Yeah, got five years under his belt. Hey, uh, this is what I love about you, Eli, because uh, these conversations that we have, they're never easy because I always ask, you know, I, who's number one, who's not, who's better than who, what's his ceiling, what's his ceiling, what's his strengths, what's his weaknesses. But seeing as we're already going down that path, let me just continue here, okay? Okay. Uh, you said to me, Carter Hart is in that category of all-star goaltenders in the National Hockey League. If I were to ask you, Eli, who are the best goalies in the game? There could be one, there could be four, there could be six maybe in your list. I don't know, but I'm sure you know who they are, according to you. Who are they? It's tough. I'm, I, you know, that's a really hard question 
Um, just out loud, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Demko um, is one of the best in the game. Soros is one of the best in the game. Um, Sisterkin is one of the best in the game. Vasilevsky is one of the best in the game. Um, Hellebuck is one of the best in the game. So we, we've got lots of guys that are up there. Um, and, you know, I can forget some guys as well, but those guys are all top tier, top notch um, National Hockey League goaltenders. Jay Cottinger? Same thing. Just, you know, obviously things <clears throat> at the end this year didn't go exactly the way that they wanted to him, which they do, they do for most teams, but still same thing. All-star goalie. Um, one of the best in the game. I have an opinion here. All right. And I want to share it. Uh, and I could be wrong because when it comes to goalies, I usually am, but I'll, I'll share it anyway. Linus Olmark will win the Vesna as the best goalie in the national hockey league. He mm-hmm. obviously had a fantastic season. See, and I forgot him on the list. I mean, uh, their team, you, was, their team was phenomenal. Yeah, but you see, I think he's a benefactor of the fantastic team he had in front of him. And a great mentor and coach in Bob Essenza. And a great mentor and coach in Bob Essenza. You're right about that. All right. Um, So, clearly, for those who are saying, because there are some who are saying, let's not shortchange Samuel Montembeau. We might be underestimating him here. He proved that he has what it takes to be a number one this past season. And you don't need to go out and get a Carter Hart. So if I were to point blank ask you, right? Do you think Samuel Montembeau, as you look into your crystal ball, one day will be better than Carter Hart? You're going to end up killing me when you see me. And you say, Tony, what are you asking me, man? What in the world? This is, it, this hey, is it, all, it, it all depends on the teams that are around the two goaltenders and the circumstances that they face. Um, as of today, I have Carter Hart ahead of Montembeau as a goaltender in the National Hockey League. Yeah. And um, in terms of Carter Hart's ceiling, where is there room for progression? And I'll ask you the same thing about Montembeau after. I, 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 I still think Carter Hart has a lot of area or a lot of room for growth in his game. Um, I, I really do. I think he's, he, he's a goaltender that any coach would want to have that they could, they could push and they could mold and they could adapt with that goaltender to reach potential. He, he, he hasn't reached his potential. <clears throat> for so sure let's, you're let's, still let's, more you're still more get there yeah so let's just say carter hart was a centerman right and he was on the trade market um there are teams based on what you said the evaluation of an all-star at his position mm-hmm. that would have to give up quite a bit to acquire him mm-hmm. he's a goalie instead Let's just say the Philadelphia Flyers ask for quite a bit to acquire Carter Hart. Clearly, you think he's worth it. But once again, based on what you've seen in these playoffs, how big a price would you pay to acquire a goaltender in the 2023 National Hockey League? I I kind of feel bad saying this, but not very much. You wouldn't, eh? I don't think so. 
I think you can, I think you can, you know, you, you don't want to put your team too far back to try and push it forward a little bit with a goaltender. Obviously goaltenders blanket the team and they have a huge impact on the team, but you got to look at, at value for what you're, what you're getting and giving up. And, you know, some of these questions or some of this type of question is more, you have to look at the whole team and situation rather just goaltender for goaltender, um, which I'm more comfortable with those type of answers. But Mm -hmm. um, I I just really don't think that, you know, you can give up a ton to you get a goaltender that you think is going to, going to save your team. I gotcha. How's the position changed over the years? <clears throat> it's constantly changing. It's it's constantly changing. Goaltenders are, are 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 constantly working on their games to try and adapt and innovate the way they play. And the, there was for so long there was so much structure put into game the game of of goaltending. But now the players are so highly skilled, and it's not that you're dealing with one player that's highly skilled at a time. You're dealing dealing with two or three highly skilled players, offensive players in any situation or any scenario now in the National Hockey League. There's teams in the National Hockey League today that have two players on one team that were better than two players in the entire league 10 years ago. Um, So that's the type of offense that you're facing. Mm -hmm. Plus the power plays are different because you have higher skilled players running the power play, not just one or two on the ice. Basically, the whole group of five is high-powered offense skill. So you're working to try and combat that on, an, on a daily basis from the position. So we're trying to adapt and adjust and, and, and push our game, um, obviously, as, as high and as far as we can. The ideal goalie nowadays in the National Hockey League would have whose size, whose stick handling ability, whose technical, whose character, whose fighting attitude. I don't know if you can come up with that all just like that, but what would the what would the pie look like? Oh, that's <laughs> that that is that is a really good question. I enjoy it. Um Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Puck handling ability. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Kerry as the puck handling goaltender in that in that group. Then the mindset of Kerry as well. <clears throat> um, obviously, we can go with a little more size if you wanted to. Um, you have to put um, Soros in there with technical ability, uh, adjustments, reading the game um, would be on my list of guys that I would want to take some things from Thatcher Demko would be one of the guys that I would put in that mix as well, that I could take parts of his game and put them into, into a goaltender. I really think it's, 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 it's uh, limitless. There's so many high end top skilled guys that we could, 
we could name and, and combine to make the ultimate athlete, you have to obviously put Vasilevsky in there as well. One game. Winner take all. <clears throat> They're both healthy. Price and Vasilevsky. Gary Price. Without any hesitation. None. Wow. And, and I say that because they're obviously both elite. Um, they're obviously both world-class. But when you have two world-class athletes, there's usually some hesitation, right? There's some debate. There's some thinking, strengths, weaknesses, this, that, whatever. No hesitation for you whatsoever. Well, I think, I think if, if, if goaltending was not a team game, team game which or hockey's wasn't a team game it was just goaltending it would really be evident if it was an individual sport on on really how good Carey Price was for how long I really think you know you can put him in other situations um, and I think he would have been better than than anyone I'll say this um and yes, Vasilevsky's lightning beat Carey Price's Montreal Canadiens a couple of years ago. Yes. And this is hypothetical. We'll never know the answer to this question. But I, deep in my heart of hearts, I really believe that if you invert the goalies, Carey Price would win that cup with Tampa. Mm-hmm. The lightning were that much better than the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I mean, we, we watched the we watched the team for for ten years in Montreal do what they did, and they had some 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 ups and some downs. But you know, really, they were, they were um, Carey Price was a huge part of that team for for a long time and covered up a lot of you know what that team was lacking. And and really, I think that without him and that that the team you know would have never been even close to where they were. There, uh, he had a pretty good season with the Laval Rocket with a goals against average of 252 and uh, in the playoffs and a 912 save percentage in the playoffs. But a lot of Montreal Canadiens fans, um, have kind of thrown in the towel on Caden Primo. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with <clears throat> when he's been called up, you know, he hasn't always been 100%, he hasn't always been great, but I mean, it's not a very good team either. I mm-hmm. think some of them are influenced by the fact he's a seventh round pick, 199th overall. But he is only 23 years old. He'll turn 24 in the second week of August. Mm-hmm. How much have you seen or not from Caden Primo? And what would you say to Canadians fans who say, ah, you know what? I've seen enough. Well, I, I haven't seen him play in the American Hockey League. I've seen him play maybe two or three games in the national hockey league. So I haven't okay. seen a lot. I saw him play one game that he would probably like back and another game that he was really good. Um, I would say that he's an American hockey league goalie. Um, leave him in the American hockey league um, for at least another 50 games and make a decision on him at that point in time and see where you think he is. And then over time you can probably, see where he is as far as an NHL goalie but he's not he's not an NHL goalie to me right now he's an American League guy and there's nothing wrong with him continuing to 
get better and grow in the American Hockey League and put in his time and get his game experience in there and then improve. And then the next time he does come up to the National Hockey League, maybe it's for a longer period of time. Two more, and then I'll let you go. So appreciate your time. I asked you how much the goaltending position has changed over the years. How much has your training techniques changed over the years? Like what were you working on with the goalies before? And do you see yourself doing different drills now with the goalies? Do you see them? Do you see yourself training them a different way? Well, there's, there's, there's new skills and new techniques that are happening all the time. I've always believed in simple techniques and simplifying goaltenders games. And rather than adding stuff, taking things out of their game um, to, you know, build up the consistency. So their games are not so complicated. Um, But the, you know, the approach really hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, I think in the last, you know, few years, um, I think the goaltenders that we get are better equipped for everything that we see coming in from a younger age. So we get to start with a lot of these kids a little bit further down the line because the game, the position of goaltending has improved so much at every level of hockey that we're not getting that many inexperienced goaltenders that are lacking skill that may be just, you know, really hard workers or really competitive or all those things. So we are seeing a, a, a broader range of skilled and talented goalies coming to our camps in the summer before um, we would get goalies that hadn't come in the past that, you know, I'm not going to say they were beginners, but more pushing towards that. And now the goalies, even they come at like 10 years old that we haven't seen before, um, you know, they have a real strong skill set. We're going to play a game, you and I, in ending, okay? We're going to end it this way, all right? Uh, right. Do you have a cell phone handy or, or anything by any chance? I got a cell phone. Okay, look at this, all right? So this <clears throat> is the game we're going to play. I'm Kent Hughes. Okay. You're, you're Eli Wilson. Okay. I give you a call. Your phone's ringing. Pick it up. Okay. Hi, Eli. How you doing? I'm doing well. Kent Hughes here, general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. I hope you're well, bud. I'm, I'm good. How are you doing? Very, very good. Listen, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time. I, I'm being told that I got to go. I got to step into a meeting. Timing's not good. But listen, I, I, I value your opinion. I hear you know a thing or two about goalies, all right? Carter Hart's available. But I got two goalies here under contract and stuff like that. What do you What do you think I should do, man? I, I, I got to go. I, I got like 10 seconds. Hold on. Come on I, got, I got 10 seconds. I just got... What do you think I should do, man? I think you should keep the goaltenders that you've got. Okay, bye. Really? Wow, you floored me with that answer because, uh, you know, you told me that Carter Hart is elite, an NHL all-star, but then you think the Canadians should stand pat and not pursue. Well, well, I feel that they, I feel like uh, they should build a team. A team is more important than a goalie nowadays because as we're seeing in the Stanley Cup final, with all due respect to Aiden Hill, you don't have to have a... And, and you know what? Here's a, here, The proof is in the pudding, right? When teams that have a great goalie win the Cup, everyone says, oh, you see, you need a great goalie to win the Cup. But last year, the team that had, on paper, the better goalie didn't win the Cup. 
And this year, if things are going to continue the, the way they, they went in the first two games, the team that had the better goalie on paper will not win it either. I mean, at least it looks that way right now, but we'll see. You're never in trouble until you lose <clears> it on home ice. But I totally understand your point. Build a team before going out and trying to get yourself a better goalie. Mm-hmm. Well, because the, it, cre- it can create an illusion that you have a good team when you don't. Maybe like when they had Carey Price early on in his career, and it created an illusion that they had a really good team, but deep down they did not. They just had an elite goaltender who masked a lot of warts. 100%. Wow. Eli, I love talking. You don't, want to, you don't run away from the hard questions. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel bad for you because in the 40 questions, probably about 35 were really, really tough, but you handled them like oh, a you are. You have, um, are you working with kids right now or you, you got the, you got your goalie school going on we, or you got we, any? Pro- we start in July, July, we go all of July and all of August with our camp. So we're uh, ramping up in a few weeks to get that underway. And uh, yeah, we do the summer tour like we always do and uh, looking forward to seeing the kids from, you know, basically coming from all across the globe, our camps are, are completely full with the exception of a, a couple camps later in the summer. Um, but we'll be seeing goalies from uh, all corners of the world, which I'm really looking forward to and excited about for this year's camps. And you're doing your camps out of where exactly? Kelowna or a little bit of everywhere? Uh, well, we, we uh, Toronto, uh, Edmonton and Kelowna. Why don't you come to Montreal, man? This is where goalies are made. We we don't have any more weeks. Ah, there's you. only there's only so many weeks in a summer, and uh, we're we're stuck with being able to add uh, add more weeks. But I would love to at one point at some point. Where could people look you up? Uh, Eli Wilson Um They can come on to the website and see what we have to offer as far as camps and and clinics throughout Canada. It's out there. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. All right. It's me that appreciates it. All right. There you have it. Eli Wilson, goaltending Marinaro. Wow. I hope you love the podcast. I know I enjoyed it. Man, did he give you answers? That was pretty cool. Eh? It is the sick podcast. And if you like it, share it with your friends and comment sick right now. S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. Hit the like button. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, or even on Twitter. And if you're going to listen to us on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. Another day, or should I say another night, another dollar, literally speaking. Hey, Agnello, I want to raise for Agnello and Sammy at Master Control, their Cavallaro, and special thanks to Playground, Labita TB, Murphy Clinic, and Energy Transportation Group for bringing you and me and all of us, the Sick Army and Sick Community, thank you. It is the Sick Podcast with who? Who? <laughs> Marinero! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.